Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's found. This is the Heartbroken Podcast. Put up Michaela's episode last week. And I'll be honest, I actually recorded Michaela in probably September. So that was a throwback. And I'm glad I put that out there because I received a lot of great messages. I got this one, Fallon, love your podcast. So grateful I found it. It's been so relatable for me. And I feel like I have a network of friends going through struggles right along with me. Michaela's episode this past week was especially relatable to me. Thank you so much for bringing these stories to us. And I am honored to, I say it every week, very honored to. Um, this was a kind of an interesting week because I announced that I am pregnant. <laughs> this is my first baby and I have a stepson. I am excited and I will say that, you know, thrill, we do a thing on um, the the morning show I work for, Dave Ryan Show. It's called Christmas Wish. And every year people are like, how do you not cry the whole time? I'm like, I, I really, it isn't easy. Uh, but I will say the hormones for pregnancy are real and it is difficult. And today's episode I recorded this week, let me tell you that it is, it's not an easy one. And I went back and I go through and all I do is I really edit out like, you know, a long pause or something. And it was really hard for me to even listen to and this is her life you know she's living it every day and I just want to tell you that Brianna is a very incredibly strong woman and she is just delightful and I really want to prepare you for this episode because it's hard it it really is hard so um here we go today I have Brianna joining me on the heartbroken podcast and Brianna's story is not a typical relationship story that we share um and so I'll let her kind of set that up for you. Yeah. So I was happily engaged and um, my fiance, he was visiting his family. And the day before I was going down there to meet him, I found out he passed away. I'm Fallon and this is the Heartbroken Podcast. And I started this because I went through heartbreak, was very public, and a lot of people would message me and ask me, how did you get through it? Because I'm going through it now and it seems like nothing's ever going to get better. And it felt easier for them to talk to someone they didn't know. And they felt like they were burdening their friends by continuously talking about it. And I don't have a ton of advice, but I know hearing others makes you feel less alone. And for those coming in and telling their story, it's somewhat therapeutic to talk to someone they don't know about this heartbreak. And that's where the idea came from for the Heartbroken Podcast. Okay, so... So I want to start, Rihanna, um, because I read your email and the story of how you guys met <laughs> is, I love the story. So let's start there, okay. how you met. Okay. So I work in the dental field and Andre, um, he's not from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He's from Costa Rica. Okay. So he moved to Minnesota in 2012 and after he got established and everything, his company sent him to go go to the dentist for the first time ever and he ended up seeing me and um you can imagine that first time ever going to the dentist he had a lot of work that needed to be done yeah so he was in our clinic a lot for for a couple of months um I actually had a 
boyfriend at the time. Okay. Yeah, I was dating somebody else. Yeah. Um, but when Andre came, he didn't speak any English and I didn't speak Spanish. Um, okay. But of course, everybody noticed him because he was handsome and he was sweet. You know, he yeah. would he would use like Google Translate during his appointments. Okay. It was sweet. Um, so as time went on, um, my relationship that I was in ended mm-hmm. and Andre had come, you know, every then six months or whatever. And one day he asked the dentist that I worked for if he should switch clinics because he wanted to ask me out on a date. Oh, okay. <laughs> and my dentist, she was so nice. She's like, I don't care what you do. And yeah. so he did. And um, we started dating. Okay. After that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you, were you like, like hoping he would kind of ask you out or you, yeah. you felt it? Yes. Yeah. So we had a really strong connection. I know that sounds weird um, because at the first initial times I saw him, we couldn't speak to each other. Right. He could kind I mean, he could speak a little bit of English, but um, not, not the best English. Yeah. Um, but he, his, he learned very quickly. I mean, he kind of just moved here without knowing any English and he picked it up really yeah. quickly. Yeah. So you, he did ask you out mm-hmm. and you start dating. Yep. Mm-hmm. And obviously that was working out quite well. Yes. It worked out really well. Um, we were total opposites. And I mean, because he's very just like calm and cool and confident and I'm not. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. So we kind of leveled each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, and with with Andre, there was um, there was no jealousy between us um, because yeah. one thing, I mean, obviously every relationship has its issues, but one thing that we never doubted was our feelings for each other. Yeah. We just had a really great connection. And so that was hard for me to get used to because I was, you know, I hadn't had many relationships before, but with him, you know, like there was no looking through phones or anything like that. It was just very confident in our feelings. How long did you guys date? Um, about four years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, um, does that include the time you were engaged? Yes. Okay. Yes. So how long mm-hmm. into the relationship did you get engaged? We got engaged in April of last year, 2018, and we started dating, oh gosh, um, somewhere in 2015, like spring, maybe so springtime of 2015, we kind of started dating. Okay. So yeah. About yeah. Three years. So how did he propose? Um, he, pro- <laughs> it's kind of funny. So one of our first dates we went on was um, we walked around Cleary Lake. Okay. And um, there's this bench that we were sitting down on. And one thing about Andres, he didn't really have a filter. He <laughs> would just blurt things and say things. So we're sitting on this bench and he, as I'm talking, he goes, can I kiss you? And I said, no. <laughs> no? Like, yeah. Are you serious? And so it was kind of a joke between mm-hmm. us. Um, so it was in April and... Last April, if you remember, we got a ton oh, of yeah. snow, a like it, huge blizzard hit. Yes. And so it was one of the first nice days in April where everybody was outside. And mm-hmm. so we're like, let's go, you know, let's go for a walk. Um, so we take our dog and we go to Cleary. And looking back now, I could tell he was being weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the moment, I didn't know. And so we were walking and apparently he wanted to ask me on the bench uh, you know, yeah. but somebody was sitting there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so we're walking and he kind of is like, oh, you know, I want to go go over and look over here. And it's like mud and disgusting yeah. and dirty. And I'm like, what do you, 
are you doing? Like, what are yeah. you doing? And so he, you know, he's going off and our dog is getting all muddy and I'm getting annoyed. Like, let's, what are you doing? You're just getting dirty. And so yeah. we, we walk around the whole lake. We get to the car and I'm wiping off my dog's paws and he's holding him with the leash, just staring at me. And I'm like, what are you looking at? Yeah. And he's like, nothing, nothing. Let's just go. And so in his mind, he was mad because he chickened out and he didn't okay. do it how he wanted to. So anyway, um, we were in the car driving and he's just looking out the window and I'm like, let's, let's grill or do something. It's nice. And he's not talking to me. So I'm getting pissed off. Mm-hmm. What, you know, it just, everything yeah, well, was going happened? wrong. Yeah. So we finally get back home and he ended up saying, I, I did something. I did something wrong. And I said, did you, did you dent my car? (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, no, no. And he said, I don't know what I'm doing. And he just dropped to his knee and asked me. So it was nice, but it was funny for us because he wanted it to be so different. And it just was a fail all around. But But it was an easy yes. Yes. Oh, easy. Yes. Yeah. Did you think, did you think it, maybe not that day, but did you think it was coming soon? Yes. We had talked, we had talked about it. Um, he actually said he was kind of he was very independent and kind of a solo human and so he has told me Brian if it weren't for you I would not get married yeah so it was we talked about it I knew it was gonna happen I just didn't know when what kind of um relationship did you have like if your friends described you what do you think they would say about you guys as a couple Uh, opposite yeah yes and um with Andre, it was different because in my previous relationships, we always were kind of up one, one. Yes. Whereas Andre, he let me do a lot of things without him, and that was okay for him. And it was weird for me. I, up until the last day, I was always, hey, somebody asked me to do X, Y, Z. Is it okay if I go? Yeah. And he's like, Brianna, of course. You don't have to ask me. Do Just let me know if you need anything. Yeah. And so I think I... He made me very strong and more independent than I thought I would ever be. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys are engaged mm-hmm. and you're going to meet his His family lives in Costa Rica. That's where he's from. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had been there once before. Oh, okay. Too. Um, so when he, he would go maybe once or twice a year and he'd go for about a month at a time. Okay. Um, I wasn't able to go a lot because he would kind of go last minute. Okay. Um, you know, or he didn't know exactly when he was leaving. And with my work, I need to know quite far in advance to take off. Mm-hmm. So I had gone there once before, um, but it was a couple of years ago. So did this, you meet family then? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, so this last time that he went, um, we had, we'd planned to go because we were going to get married in Costa Rica. Oh, okay. We were already planning the wedding and decided that we were going to get married there because his family couldn't come here mm. easily. Um, so I wanted to go once, bef- you know, a time before that to see his family again and then just to be there with him too. So we had planned that he would go in December, um, early December, spend Christmas there, and then I would come in the end of December and we would leave together a couple weeks into January. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he went. Yes. So he left on the 8th of December um, and, you know, it was always, it was different every time he went um, because the first few times I was like miserable, you know, Mm -hmm. when you first start dating and 
you want to spend every second with them. You know, I was just missing him so much. And the connection there, uh, internet connection wasn't always the best. And so yeah. sometimes we would go days without FaceTiming and it was hard. But this last time, um, I don't know why, but we didn't talk as much, but we were, it was okay. Yeah. Like I think I, in my head, it was because I know I'm going to be there soon. Yeah. And it's the holidays and, you know, all these reasons. And so he went, um, Christmas came and went, everything was good. Um, and I was going to leave on Saturday, December 29th. Okay. And, um, the 28th, the day before I was at work and you know, we were texting, you know, I was texting him in between patients and he, you know, just asking what he was doing that day and everything. And um, he said to me, send me your flight itinerary because he was going to pick me up from the airport. And so I sent it and I said, did you get it? He said, yes, baby. And that was the last thing that I would hear from him. Because um, then I got done with work. I went home and I was sitting on my bed and packing because I procrastinate. <laughs> yeah, I did the same way with yes. trips. Um, yeah, last minute. <laughs> last minute, throwing everything together. And I got a phone call, and I could see it was from a Costa Rican number. And that wasn't, I didn't think anything of it, because he would often use you know, his brother's phone or friend's phone if his didn't get service. Mm -hmm. So I pick up, and it was his younger brother calling. And um, I said, hey, how, how's it going? And he said, Brian, I need to tell you something. Can you sit down? I said, okay, what's what's going on? And he said, Andre's dead. He um, he was in an accident. And he died. And his English, he speaks English, but it's not the best. Yeah. So I immediately am like, what the hell is? What are you talking about? Is this for real? And I just I remember just continuously asking him, Are you serious? Are you being serious? And he said, Yes, yes. And I said, What happened? And he said. Um, the Spanish word for four-wheeler, I can't think of it right now. Yeah. And, he, you know, he was in a four-wheeler accident. And I just remember yelling into the phone, and he said, I'm so sorry, and he hung up on me. And so I'm sitting there, what, like, what the hell am I, what is going on? Yeah. So I tried to call Andre's phone, because in the moment, I just, yeah. you know, he didn't obviously answer. I tried to call his brother back. He didn't answer. And so the next, I don't know how many minutes, I don't know what happened, um, mm -hmm. but I called like my mom. My mom and family, they don't live in the Twin Cities. They live in northern Minnesota. Okay. So I called them and they're panicking. They don't know what to do. And then I ended up calling my friend who was going to bring me to the airport in the morning. And I told, you know, told her, she's like, I'm coming over. And then I called my friend who I work with, who I had just left work with. And I told her too. So she came over because I'm sitting at my house by myself. Yeah. So they come over and they say, you know, Brianna, we don't know exactly what happened. Maybe because his English isn't great. Maybe he was in an accident, but maybe he's okay. Yeah. Or just hurt. So we spend the next few hours trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Um, so we call the hospital down there near where he lived, trying to get information. They said, no, he was not a patient, but we know there was an accident. And come to find he wasn't a patient there because he never made it there. Oh, okay. Um, so then we end up calling, figuring out the police station's number of uh -huh. the town he was in. And we call and the guy does not speak any English. So we're talking via Google Translate to this this man 
asking, you know, what happened, and he did confirm that Andre, we used, you know, Andre's full name, that he was there and he died in, in an accident at the scene. So now I didn't know what to do because I, in my head in that moment, I said, I can't go there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where where to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get around in this foreign country. My Spanish is not good enough yeah. for me to make it. So in my head, I'm thinking I'm never gonna see him again. That's that's just it. He's just gone now. Yeah. Um, a little while later, his the owner of his company actually called me and okay. um, said, Brianna, did you hear what happened? I said yes, and he said, What do you need from us? Do you want me to change your flight? Do you want to bring somebody? What can we do? You you have to go pretty yeah. much. Because it's not like here where when somebody dies, it's five days to a week until the funeral. They It's almost immediate. immediate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we ended up, my coworker and my friend who came over, she ended up getting her on the same flight as me. Oh, wow. Which okay. was really nice. Yeah. And that she just dropped everything. Um, yeah. Came with me. So... We flew out the next morning, um, like I had planned to do anyway, and um, we got picked up from the airport by um, some of his coworkers who live in Minnesota, who just happened to be there. Oh wow! It was by chance, and yeah, thank God for them because otherwise, I we never would have <laughs> yeah. made it out of there alive. You know, yeah, with trying to figure out where to go. Um, so they picked us up, and um, we drove to his folks place and they live um in a rural city up on a mountain mm-hmm. um and it was hard because you got to, we drove right past where it happened mm. and it was you know gravel roads and windy roads and it was right on the corner um but we went to his folks place and what they do there is they have like a visitation and people stay all night mm-hmm. at this home so it was filled with people so many people were there and um, we, they brought Andre's body there, and um, he stayed there for the night, and everybody was there. I mean, he was in a yeah, bed, um, but everybody was there and could pray for him and say their goodbyes, and um, it was. Well, I was going to ask you. I mean, you are around people. You don't speak the same language. Mm-hmm. This is the person you're going to marry. Yeah. And there's, like, nothing familiar around you except for him. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine what that would be like. And because, like you said, it's so fast. I mean, so fast. I mm-hmm. can't, I'm like, my heart is breaking for you because you said this happened. I mean, this happened this year. Yeah. I mean, well, at the end of last year. But yeah. I'm just like, what, at this point, has anything set in at all? Because it's been pretty go, go, go. Mm-hmm. No, not really. Um, that's one thing that I was gonna talk about is I feel like my mind is protecting me almost. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Because in my, a lot of, 90% of my day, I feel like he's just on vacation. Yeah. He's going to come back. And I don't know if it's because I didn't see him for almost a month prior. Mm -hmm. Or if that just is normal in grief. I don't know. Um, But it, uh, it comes in waves. But most of the time, it doesn't even feel like it's real. I feel like he's going to be coming home. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes. So how long were you there? Three days. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. So um, we we had the, you know, the visitation. And um, I mean, like like you said, there's nobody familiar there, but mm-hmm. everybody knew who I was, which yeah. was comforting. I yeah. mean, every it was a really, I'd hate to say good experience, but the amount of love mm-hmm. in that area was insane. And People I didn't even know were coming up to me and saying, Brianna, you know, thinking of you and, and what do you need? And I, I don't know any of these people yeah. hardly. So people were really, really great. And um, we had the funeral the next morning early. And um, I mean, the church, people were standing outside of the church and in the streets because it was so packed full mm-hmm. of people. And um, his family let me sit up next to him or sit up next to them in yeah. the front, which was nice. Um, and then my his coworker who met us down there and picked us up, he sat by me and helped translate for me because oh, yeah. I didn't know what they were saying. Yeah. Um, and then after the funeral, the cemetery is near their house. And we um, went to the cemetery, kind of like how they do here. And... Um, after that, we kind of just hung out with his family for a couple hours, and then we we left. Um, we went to a beach. I know that seems weird, but on Andre and I had planned on New Year's Eve, we got like a little Airbnb right on the beach because yeah. they were going to have fireworks and everything. So we actually went to that beach yeah. and ate dinner and um, just like tried to soak it in as much as we could because mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm going to be going back. Yeah. Um. And then we left the next on New Year's Eve. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Left New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um. First of all, I'm like you're. People can't see you, and it's uh-huh. just like watching you tell this is like you're very strong, and I can tell you're like you have like that your your eyes are tearing up, and I can just you're I can see you holding it, and that's and I it's not easy mm-hmm. um to tell this, so um it's. I, I have you had a grieving period do you think um I don't really know yeah. um because I 
it's just so bizarre to me because I don't really know who else to talk to yeah. about this because nobody else has been through this situation. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I got afraid of what could happen. You just hear people falling into these deep, deep depressions. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be as normal as possible, I guess you could say. Um, and I function really well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I went back to work, obviously, after a couple weeks. And I try to make time to be with my friends. And my friends and family are awesome. Yeah. Um, but when I'm home alone, because I still live in the same place where we lived. Yeah. And um, I can't put any of his stuff away yet. Mm. It's just because I still don't feel like it's real. Yeah. So I don't really know what this process is like. and. How long it's gonna last? Yeah. Um, but when you keep on spending the rest of your life with somebody, and then it's just gone, it's just kind of I don't know where to go from here. Mm-hmm. And I like I just you know we were talking about the process of it's like him being in a different country. Mm-hmm. That adds a whole other element of you losing this part. I mean, usually, obviously, you're in the same country. The you can go visit the cemetery anytime you want. You can be around the, his friends and family mm-hmm. and talk to them. Or like there's a whole, there's a, cr- a group of people you're, you have to grieve with. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that, I guess, luxury and the weirdest wording of all time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, don't. You're um, my my family has had a hard time with it too because mm-hmm. they loved Andre. Yeah. And um, they don't have anywhere to go. They yeah. feel like they don't know where to go to to pray for him or to honor him or to do that because he's not here. And um, I went there. I it was so weird because I go I went there and I came back with the same. I didn't come back with anything of his. And I know that seems weird because I still live in our home and mm-hmm. I still have a lot, but like. I don't have anything that he took with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, his phone is there. Everything is there, which it's just stuff. And yeah. it doesn't really matter. But it's just feels like I just am flew back to just a shit pile, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because with his family not being here, nobody's here to take care of all the crap that nobody wants to take care of. Like, I didn't even know, this is my fault too, but I didn't even know who our cable internet was through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so for a long time, I just had this ongoing list of things I needed to get done because they had to get done. Mm -hmm. And it was hard because since we weren't married, I don't have a lot of authority. Yeah. Um, Luckily, my dad helped me a lot. That's good. Yes. To, to get some of the stuff done and to talk to these people who, like, were wanting things that I didn't have. You know, they wanted a certified death certificate. And it's like, well, geez, I mean, what can, even even to cancel the wedding reservations, they wanted a certified death certificate. And I yeah. said, can you not? Can you yeah. just, can you just do me a solid? Because people had already booked some of their rooms and were paying deposits. And I'm like, can you just refund these people their money? Because... I don't want them to have to ask me because that's going to be uncomfortable for them mm-hmm. and me too. When were you supposed to get married? Um, February 
29th of 2020. We were going to get okay. married on leap day, leap year. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I thought you were going to say this year. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, no, not this year. It um, it would have been. That's why I wanted to go once more. It kind of in between because yeah. I wouldn't get there till the. The following year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. What, because you're in a phase of you don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand the like fear of that depression because um, when your life completely changes in an instant like that, I would imagine there are a lot of things probably just don't make sense mm-hmm. um, anymore. Um, because I would imagine now you're going through the motions. Yeah. You're, you get up, you take care of your dog, you go to your job. Yeah. What, you said that being alone was weird. What, of everything, what, because there are so many things you feel like has been the hardest thing of all, other, uh, other than the obvious of just losing your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's not having anything to look forward to or feeling like I don't have anything to look forward to. And... That's a dark thought, and I don't want to be that way, and I don't want to feel negative and, oh, poor me, like, now I have nothing to look forward to. But when you go from having so many things to be excited for and to look forward to, and now there's, I feel like there's just nothing, Mm -hmm. which isn't true. I know that'll, I hope that'll pass, but it's just hard to not really see any brightness. Yeah. Some people, I mean, I, I've i had one other episode um, on Heartbroken um, where she lost her husband. And, you know, I kind of asked, um, you kind of wonder, like, is there, what are you, what do you think about everything? Or, you know, have that thought of like, everything happens for a reason. And then other people are like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Because tell me what the reason was for this. Some people find this, um, it it guides them along a spiritual path. I think she spoke to someone, um, I believe like a, a, um, I think she spoke to a psychic or something, Mm -hmm. which she kind of even laughed at, but she's like, it was so strange. And they explained things on like a different level that I'd never thought of. What do you make of this as like, or have you at all even thought about that on like a different level? I I listen re-listen to that podcast because I I said this to you in your email that I have listened since day one. I just never thought that I'd have to be here. Um, but I re-listened to her podcast and what she said is she's like sometimes shitty things just happen and I I I don't there's in my opinion there's no why would this have to happen? Why would there be a reason for this? And I should have said this too. I can't believe I didn't, but it wasn't just him who died. His friend died too. And oh. he was 24 years old and his friend was. And what is the, the it's hard to say oh, everything happens for a reason when two lives were lost and mm-hmm. they were so young. Yeah. You know, Andre was 32. Um, But similar to, I think, is her name Laura? Mm-hmm. Laura? Um, I talk to a medium too and I'm not I'm was was and maybe still am a total skeptic yeah but it was because I had this like almost itch I couldn't scratch of 
I didn't get to talk to him Mm -hmm. and it just happened. And there's a lot of questions I had. And so, um, and one of the things I worried about was if he was in pain, you know, you just think, I don't know it because I still don't really know what happened or how it happened. And so this um, woman I talked to, she was very out there and kind of different, but it did give me peace. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if how much of it is true or not, Um, but she kind of verified some things, let me know that maybe he is out there and okay because they say some things you're like okay well how do they know that yeah yeah how do they know how would they know that unless they're really good at internet stalking but yeah mm-hmm. what other than that one question what were some of the questions you if you feel comfortable sharing oh yes um, that you wanted to know well so I want yes I wanted to know if he was in pain and she explained that he was telling her um that he kind of came out of his body before it happened okay and it you know before i even said who i was hoping to hear from or whatever it was she said was was there an accident like a, a car accident or something involved and i'm like how would you know that? Yeah. you know and so um so that was one question um another question that i had was because we didn't talk a lot about um you know what happens if somebody dies we didn't talk about yeah. that and one of the things, I mean, this is, I guess, kind of personal, but I just didn't know what to do, is when you have a retirement set up with your company, apparently you have to have a social security number to be a beneficiary. And his family in Costa Rica, if you live in Costa Rica, you don't have a social security number, from my understanding, until yeah. you work here. So I found out after he died that I was his beneficiary for his retirement. Mm-hmm. So I, one of my questions was, do do you want me to take you know do I what do I do with this yeah do, I, do you want me to send this to your family yeah um, and I didn't even ask her the question out of nowhere she said is there an account you're wondering about is there some sort of account and I said well yeah actually kind of yeah and and she said he's saying baby that's yours yeah and so and I don't like I said I don't know if that's yeah how much of that is true um, there was a lot of really strange things that she said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I I always want to be um a skeptic, yeah. but I also like secretly and outwardly believe in it and like want to be told stuff that it makes me believe kind of. So yeah. um trust me, I'm not judgmental over you for going to talk to a medium because <laughs> I would probably do the exact same thing. It was just you have to believe in something, mm-hmm. I feel like, or at least and I said I I went in with little to no expectations, mm-hmm. and I was like, if this even gives me an ounce of, okay, he's he's okay, then yeah. th- it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Some of the things she said made no sense at all. Yeah, and random names got thrown out, but mm-hmm. yeah. What do you hope for? Like when you're going through your days and you're just like, I just wish X Y Z, or I just hope. What? What are you wishing or hoping for for yourself moving forward? Um, that's a hard question. Yeah. Um, I guess it, it's hard because I don't ever want to get to a point where I don't think about him. Mm-hmm. But right now, I, I he consumes most of my day. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, when I'm at work and with friends, I, I'm okay. Yeah. But 
if somebody asks about him, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- in my job, I see the same people every six months. And a lot of people know me and remember me and they ask, oh, did you get married? When are you getting married? And so um, that sucks. Yeah. And um, I, I stopped wearing my ring at work because I was sick of getting asked, are you engaged? Or, you know, and mm-hmm. so I just hope that I, I, I don't want to forget about him, mm-hmm. but it would just be good if I didn't hurt every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing it's kind of taught me is how much some things just really don't matter. And yeah. how, I mean, it's, it's really, something like this really shows you who your friends are mm-hmm. and how grateful you can be to have good friends and, of course, family. Yeah. And you said you would like to go back sometime. Yes. Um, I I talked to his mom um, often, probably if not every day, every other day, every few days. Um, and it's spotty, you know, yeah. the, <laughs> and so our conversation. But I promised her I would go back mm-hmm. and I intend to keep that promise. Um, I just have to get better at speaking Spanish because I will not survive yeah. <laughs> if I go with, with my level of Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is something you would want people to know about Andre? Like what is what is something that you loved so much about him or that like you always think of? Like what is that for you? Andre was really, really funny, but a lot of people didn't get to see that part of him um in work you know i i talked to a lot of his co-workers now and um he was very serious they Mm -hmm. said and and even with my family very serious very quiet and um i have videos of him dancing in the kitchen and singing and he sings you know spanish music really loud and obnoxiously (laughs) and i would show my family and my mom even was like i did not get to see this side of him because he he was so serious most of the time, but with me, he was very much like a kid. And he loved, um, <laughs> like, Titanic was one of his favorite movies. <laughs> yep. And, like, he was such a, and he would cry at movies like that. <laughs> okay, and so good, yeah. he was very, very sweet mm-hmm. to me, although he, he came off as being very hard. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that true, sweet, yeah. hidden area, like, yes. for you, yes. reserved for you, really, mm-hmm. a funny mm-hmm. side. I love that. I, I this is you. I'm like I'm sitting here like h- having to hold um hold it in. So you uh, are like I said a very strong person. You said um in the beginning that you felt like he made you stronger and more mm-hmm. independent. And I think that's a wonderful probably gift that he gave you. And I really want to thank you for sharing your story and yours and Andre's story. And um thank you so much for being on the yes. Heartbroken Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.